air quality has sucked uh, in Alberta this summer and and previous summers, right? We've had so many wildfires. It's not too bad today, um, but when I say not too bad, that doesn't mean that there's not an air quality concern. It's just it's not as bad as it has been other days, right? I mean, we've we've seen several days um, in the province where we've had 10 plus. The scale goes 1 to 10, and we've hit 10 plus, which tells me that we need a better scale, but that's for another day. Right now in Edmonton, um, the air quality is a four, which is not good. It's a moderate risk. Same thing in Calgary. It's also a four. So still moderate risk because of wildfire smoke primarily. Now, when the air quality gets really bad, we get the air quality advisories, right? And one of the things that those advisories tell us to do is stay indoors, limit your outdoor activity. But to be honest, I don't know if the air quality inside my house is really all that much better. It's an older house, gets pretty smoking, but that's my problem. Okay. I can, I can get to work on windows and the like if I want to. Um, but what about public buildings, workplaces, public spaces, things like that? Do we need to do a better job of making sure they maintain better air quality? Like if you're saying stay indoors and you got workers staying indoors and you got kids staying in school instead of going out for recess and, you know, people being told to find a nice cool place and go inside. If the air quality there is no better than outside, are we really helping? So how do we go about doing that? In Canada, we, we have some recommendations, but there's really nothing in the law that says buildings must meet this certain level of air quality and this is what they have to do to get there. Maybe that's what we need to change. Let's find out. We're going to have a conversation with um, Stefan Bildo, who is an indoor ventilation expert and a lecturer in bioengineering department at McGill. Uh, Stefan, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate your time. It's a pleasure to be with you, Shay. Let's Good start. Morning. Let's start right there in terms of what we have when it comes to to regulations or guidance around this. We really don't have much, and and then depending on where you are in the country, it can be completely different based on jurisdiction, right? Is that where we need to get started? Um, yes, the regulation in Canada. There are there are regulations related to air quality. So essentially, in Canada, with the building codes, it's based on uh, the ash race or the American Society Eating, Refrigerating and Air Vent and Conditioning Engineers. Uh, they've put in place standards, one of which is, without going to detail, it's the 62.1. This one refers to adding air into a, a building, adding fresh air, outside air especially. Okay. So, And this is well uh, in place in Canada. The, the issue comes when we're dealing with things like uh, wildfires, yeah. where the outside air is the issue. So then uh, that's less, uh, um, it's less covered by the regulation in Canada. So it's it definitely air quality is monitored. Uh, outside, uh, you have reports. You just mentioned yep. uh, what happens in, in the area, but the point is, uh, what happens inside the buildings is not monitored that well. First and second, uh, corrected, uh, and, and not only in, in our homes, as you said, uh, but also in, in in public buildings and in institutional buildings and so forth. So that's uh, just to start. Now, I, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there listening right now saying, hey, come on, we've been fine up until now. We've ne- why, why do we need to start mandating this or paying more attention to indoor air quality? So so what's the answer? Why, why do we? What do we know about the effects of poor air quality inside in public spaces? Uh, poor quality has already a lot of impacts so or air pollution, just for you to know, in, in the world, if we go just beyond the, our country, it's about 4 million 
premature deaths in the world because of air pollution. Wildfires is one of them. There are other sources of air pollution, but wildfire is a big one right now. In Canada, we're, we're, we're not uh, that much behind. Just in Canada, we talked about uh, each year about 15, 14 to 15,000 premature deaths because of air pollution consequences. They're, they're touching... Um, Indeed, people with asthma, uh, heart uh, disease, and so many of the things that are affected and increased. In fact, they're getting worse because of air pollution. This year, this very year, is a record year in terms of wildfires, and this definitely will have, uh, in turn, a consequence on their healthcare systems. In our systems in every provinces, on the West right now, it's really affected a lot. A few weeks ago, it was the eastern part of the country, so it's all... Um, we're all affected in the country right now. And this also affects the society itself. I was referring to not only individuals, but also when you have thousands of people which are uh, directly uh, suffers uh, even up to premature death, even the healthcare system are impacted. So there are already big consequences in Canada and around the world. And this is just getting worse with the increases in the wildfires, the surface that is covered, that is burned, the, the numbers of fires. We're talking about five, 500, 600, 800 fires. That's, that's, that's crazy. And this is definitely something that is not going to get better. It's going to get worse because of climate change. So we need to be prepared in our homes, in our buildings, and we need to get beyond what is absolutely mandated right now because it's not sufficient. Yeah, okay, to, so to so where do we start that, Stefan? I mean, like you say, it's not mandated. There's nothing saying we have to do this. So, where, I mean, we'll deal with that. Like we say, I mean, that's probably something that we need to get to work on. But in terms of what we can do to make sure that we're uh, providing the best quality indoor air, what does that look like? Is that filtration? Um, how, how do you how do you approach that? Yes, I was talking about the downside of the situation. The upside is really there are solutions. There are ways, exactly as you said. So definitely one of which is filtration of the air. So, and I, I'm not talking about any filtration, really high efficiency filtration. Uh, you can find EPA filters that are your, the typical air cleaners, but with yeah. true EPA filters, or the one which are really certified EPA filters, EPA for high efficiency particles. So this is this is really the one you need to choose because uh, in the in the smoke, uh, wildfire smoke, and, and the particles are really really small, tiny particles, the micron size. So you know, uh, the the uh, a piece of hair is about. 70, 60, 70, 80 microns. So these particles are one, two microns and even smaller than that sometimes. So to get, to capture those, you need EPA filtration. That's for the portable unit, the smaller unit you can buy for our homes. For buildings, uh, what is required is uh, is based on in North America on the MERV, so the MERV uh, certification type of filter. So we would need what we call MERV 13 or bigger. Right, okay. 13, 14. So that would be the commercial version, and that's what's lacking in, in most of the buildings. Some owners, some operators of buildings are changing their, their filtration to MERV 13 and 14 right now, but it's really just a few. That's really the majority of the buildings right now, which are, which are having that. Um, are, is this just a response to the wildfire situation, or is this something that we need to be aware of, even when we're not dealing with choking smoke outside? Is this something that is, is, is you know, important for us to be focused on, like I say, even when wildfire smoke isn't in our face? 
Oh, we can, we can, these are useful all the time. Okay. You know, if you're in, in Edmonton, Calgary, or any big city in Canada, just the, um, the, the, the way the city is because of the concentration of people, of cars, trucks, there are particles in the air all the time outside. So you can filter them. It's not at the level we see with wildfires. Yeah. But to get rid of those particles is always a good thing on your health, for your health. So this is definitely uh, something that is useful all the time, even without having those big fires burning all the way around. So that's the, um, that's for any time, essentially. Okay. Some, uh, some sometimes are worse, but they're all, it's always necessary to, to, to improve the air quality that you're breathing. It's a big soup sure. of so many things. So you just want to get rid of those which are not useful for your for your health, essentially. Yeah, makes really good sense. And, and you know, when we talk about commercial buildings, the same things can be done in a house, right? I mean, Absolutely. It, it, we, can, we can use HEPA filtration and all that stuff. You see it advertised all the time, in fact. Yes, that's why I was referring to those. Yeah. So HEPA filters, we see that there, exactly. And that you just need to choose the proper, the real, true HEPA filters that are certified, and, and then you're, you're covered in home. Just the size of the unit depends on the, the size of the rooms and stuff like that. But the same principle applies for commercial and institutional right. and public buildings. It's just a certification which is slightly different, but covering the same kind of things, so high filter, high efficiency filtration, and that's the MERV, MERV 13, MERV 14, etc. So which were typically used in, in hospitals and healthcare settings for years. They're really well known. It's not, it's, it's not that they're not existing. That's why I said that's the upside. We have solutions. We know they're working. We know they improve health, uh, the people which are uh, in the buildings which are, where they're used. So we all know that. The science is clear. It's just to apply them to buildings. That's the, and, and the, most of the buildings we're in. And we're in, we're in buildings most of our time anyway. Yeah, exactly. 80 to 90% of the time we're inside. So that's what we, so we need to, to just clean this air we're breathing continuously. Makes good sense. No doubt we do. Stefan, excellent information. Thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate it.